Hello and welcome to Ross Meets. We are on the second episode and this time we have the wonderful Cormac Todd. Oh my god, what can I say about Cormac Todd? He is probably one of the most genius artists that I've been lucky enough to meet so far on this journey. He is just so business-minded, both creatively and in terms of our industry. He just, he spent so much time learning what works, learning the industry, learning how to make music that is not only going to be successful, but also have an impact, a real impact on various communities and speak to various communities. He is just, yeah, he's just the answers that he gave in our interview which you're about to hear are just some of the most insightful answers that I think we've ever had on um on air he was just so interesting to talk to it was weird um you know going back through the interview and and listening to it after such a long period of time as well because I've kind of I've had this for so so long and it's been on my mind for so long we recorded this like Alex Hawkins is um podcast interview we recorded this back in April so this this interview has been with me for such a long time and um it really really does as Alex Hawkins is did it really represents what he was going through at the time where he was musically back then and I feel like it really speaks volumes, you know, in terms of his social medias, if, if you guys keep up with that, as you should, it's brilliant. Um, there's so much going on over there and so much content being made and he's been so active lately um, in terms of live performance and really engaging in those communities like I was talking about. He's been to so many prides and, and done so many lgbtq plus related things um and he really really does help out those communities um you know women in our industry i've mentioned it in um the post on social media hopefully that you guys have seen and have come over to the interview from that there's there's so much he does creatively and he's just so wonderful a really really nice person on and off camera just so just so clever and just so wonderful i honest honestly i can't speak up for him enough and it's the same with a lot of the artists that i interview they they are just so wonderful on and off screen and can't do enough and cool mactard really is one of them and later in the interview he talks about this he talks about having respect for people and being really respectful and and really you know understanding how to operate with people and and how to be the best version of yourself he's just so insightful and just so full of so much knowledge he really is a beacon for that and he really does empower change within our industry and i'm hoping that's the vibe that you guys are going to get after listening to it because that is definitely the vibe that i got the future is so bright for him and it's so exciting to see everything that he's doing lately he's just performed at hmv and you know even in such a small space he can really turn that round and really make it his own and really you know get as much as he can out of it and really connect with these local communities whether it be back home in ireland or you know further on in the world you know in london other areas like that he really knows how to make it his own and he really knows how to be as creative as possible in those areas and i'm just so excited for you to hear it because again he's been so patient and so kind through this process and just so understanding and just so wonderful everything you'd want an artist to be is cormac his style 
uh, his music and his style is fabulous. You gotta check it out, guys. Honestly, it is the most fabulous stuff you'll see. He really understands fashion and he really has an interest in fashion and he really knows how to work it. So uh, you guys need to be checking out his socials and really keeping up with him because, as I say, and as I keep saying, there's so much exciting stuff coming out from him right now and in the future. So yeah, again, I'm going to stop yapping and I'm going to let you guys uh, listen to this interview and I really hope you enjoy it because it is a real treat. Anytime Cormac Todd's involved in anything, it's a real treat. So yeah, enjoy. Morning, Ross. How's it going? Hello, Cormac. You all right? How are you? Sorry for the delay. Oh no, you're all good. I've just been having a fight with the technology over here. I've just been oh, me too. Here. But yeah, like I say, technology, not on our side today. I mean, I've got a very risky setup going on here. So if it all falls okay. down and the camera like falls over and you can't hear nothing, okay. we'll, just have to, uh, we'll just have to go with it. But yeah, I've just been looking outside. There's a bloody magpie out there. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doomed. Bad omen. <laughs> I'm just doomed. Are you superstitious? I'm actually really not. I'm really, really not. Really? I'm really, really not. I'm really not. I think um, most Irish people are very, very superstitious. Um, we have a lot of superstitions, but I'm really not superstitious at all. I really don't. I have a science background, and I think that really skewered my whole <laughs> vision. Yeah. Um, so I don't really think like that. I think very much on a cellular, cellular level. And then, but I do, I do believe in like karma and all that stuff because I, I think it's you do get what you put out, yeah, and you do you get you do get what you receive most of the time. Or you do receive what you what you what you gave most of the time, but uh, you, that can actually be broken down into like social ripples as well. Yeah, so it's not like magic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then also, magic is just science that we don't understand yet. So, Cormac, you're originally from Ireland. Um, what yeah, was it like growing up there, mostly very positive. Um, there's a very in Ireland in the way I grew up in a village in Ireland, and there's a very strong sense of community good education my parent my we you know we had we had a good time lots of uh little outdoor trips for the entire time i was growing up there definitely it was hard to be gay because it's a predominantly catholic country and i went to a catholic school and there was like zero representation at the time and um, i think it's a little bit better now that was definitely a challenge uh mostly good though mostly good but yeah it was it was a mix and do you get like those influences like coming through your music? I mean, when you listen to it, you can really like hear your accent, which is mm-hmm. kind of like unique to you, really. I mean, you don't mm-hmm. really hear so many like songs like where, you know, from places where there are like a strong accent, the, the accent mm-hmm. kind of comes through the music, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to hear. It's like refreshing. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, is that something that you like actively trying to do, like actively trying to like feature through the music? Um, initially, initially, I was kind of playing around with, with my sound, and I still still am experimenting, obviously. But I just wanted to keep it as authentic to me as possible. So, you know, it's basically just me speaking, like yeah. I'm singing. It's, I'm just being myself, and that's how it comes through. That's just how it comes through, and it's yeah. It's just I wanted to be. I remember I was on a phone call with an American producer who's produced for lots of lots of people we'd know. And he told me that it was super jarring um, and that it did, he didn't feel it. He wasn't feeling it. And I'm so glad I stuck to my guns because I was like, I have to be authentic. And just because it doesn't sound like everybody else doesn't mean it's not good, um, I yeah, think. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time we see even English artists going for the standardized American accent. 
And I just, it's just not for me. But it, it still sounds good, but it's just not for me. See, I really like that authenticity. I call it, I call it me. You know, um, I really like that. I think it is really unique. And it is a, it creates a really lovely sound, a really nice sound. And, you know, it is just really unique and it's just, it's nice to have. Um, yeah. But I've been giving you a bit of a stalk. I've been on your Instagram okay. and, you Love know, it. you've got a lot of style and there's a lot of fashion Thank going you. on and a lot of Thank like, you. you know, everything's looking good. Like, where do you get like your style and those like kind of like influences from? So I just like to basically stay online, you know, stay online. I like to attend museums. So I go to the V&A &V in London, Victoria and Albert in London, lots of fashion exhibitions. To be honest, I really tried to educate myself in fashion because it's not something that I naturally thought about, but it is something I wanted to kind of pull together to present myself. Um, I like queer fashion. I always think queer and people of colour are always at the forefront of fashion trends. Um, so I like to pay attention to that community because we're always smashing it. Yeah, and that's mostly it. And then just from the queer community is, is a big inspiration for me from a fashion perspective because they're always cutting edge. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it really goes like hand in hand as well um, with the music, uh, you know, with that creative vision. I feel like it really fleshes it out. And it's something that a lot of artists don't really think about, you know, how they're perceived, how they look. And, you know, um, I think it really goes hand in hand. And it's like you say, it goes hand in hand. And it's really great to get the representation across, um, yeah. like I say, from all the different influences, all the different bank backgrounds. It's just mm. really, really good to have. And it's something that you're doing really, really good and really, really Thank well. you. Thank you. Again. And let's talk a bit about Confessions. Newest single um, is yes. really new. What are kind of the influences that have gone behind that? So that was the main sentiment around that was very much the, I would call it not a phenomenon, but the feeling, the feeling when you move to another city. I think people can relate to this kind. We've all, a lot of us have moved around and, you know, you, you grow up in your teens in like a very specific environment, very like almost a vacuum. Um, and then you move to another country and a city like London. And, you know, you get lots of great new experiences, new influences. You meet lots of very interesting people, do a lot of very fun things. And then you reconnect with people from your past and perhaps you have changed a lot in that time um, and grown so you no longer really align and then it's also kind of like it's like a post-mortem on relationships and like taking accountability for you know everyone matures but also looking back and say I could have done this better I could have done I personally could have done this better like I really like music that like sometimes when I listen to some pop music I don't connect with messaging that around say blaming somebody for an action and then taking no accountability. Like I like pop music that you're allowed to, you, you look at yourself and say, this is what I could do better instead of maybe making yourself look like you're perfection and then someone's a villain. Cause like life just isn't that simple. And I think it's actually, it does not concern me, but sometimes it's music that I hear that's going out, that's particularly affecting like that targeted at like super young people, like teenagers that doesn't display any accountability. I think it's a problem because then it's like validating a mindset that I that someone doesn't have to be responsible for their behavior, like everyone else is wrong. And I think that's a problem. I really, and I think I see it a lot, that kind of writing style. And I know it's probably there because it'll connect with a certain audience, but I think we should be pushing for our young, young, young people to consider growth and development instead of just like keeping everyone in one place to make money. Yeah. But maybe that's, that's just a take, but... 
totally agreed. I mean, yeah, I think growth is is very beneficial and I think reinvention is really, really important. It's something mm. that you don't really see in terms of not just like music and songs, but actual like artists themselves. You know, some mm. artists are very restricted and kind of don't yeah. don't want it, you know, kind of scared of change and scared of mm. moving forward. Is reinvention important to you? Could you see yourself maybe completely changing genres, completely mm. changing music style, completely like moving into different kind of areas? Is that something that you want to be doing like further on down the line? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm constantly listening to music, new music. Like yesterday I went deep into like a chic, um, you know, chic, um, a chic, the chic catalog. Um, I listened to an awesome, another awesome like kind of dance producer called pastel like i'm constantly constantly listening to new influences um like my next track will be in the summer and it's like a kind of disco pop vibe so it's it's completely different actually and like that's it's important to like i want to present things like a mixtape um you know there will be some similarities between tracks but definitely up for genre experimentation absolutely um so much amazing music out there so it's really hard not to be influenced as well so yeah definitely as things go it'll it'll develop and maybe you'll come back to certain sounds and find out what works for you over time yeah. exactly and it's all about that experimentation as well and just finding what works and finding mm -hmm. what sticks and and just exploring it's just good to have a bit of an explore you know what i mean and kind of you know see what's going on it's been a couple of years since lifeboat was released mm -hmm. um, in between lifeboat and confessions what have you been up to? Has there been, um, have you still been like writing music, you know, preparing for kind of like the future and, you know, what's going to be happening after Confessions? What have you been up to? What's been going on? Um, so I released Lifeboat really to do a sense check and learn how to promote music. Um, so I did that independently like a year and a half ago, I think. So I did a lot of studying in that time. So I, I did a master's at BIM London, which is a music school. Worked on my craft, learned the business, did some gigging and just built up my professional network within the music industry. Um, so that when Confessions was ready to go, I'd know what I'm doing. And also so I could present a better, a better offering, a better song. Um, and yes, I've been writing for two or three years. So I have tons of songs. Um, so just, yeah, just releasing them one by one, maybe an EP project at the end of the year. Um, and that's really it. That's brilliant to hear. Really, really good to hear. And it's good to hear that kind of like the kind of like virus kind of like era hasn't really kind of, you know, impacted you all that much and hasn't like brought you to a massive halt. Um, because when I talk to other artists, you know, they kind of, you know, talk about the struggles that they went through and everything that happened around like the 2020 to kind of like now time period. It really had like a massive effect. Um, so it's good to hear that you kept yourself busy and kept going and, you know, you were mastering your craft. It's, so, it's just so good to hear. But how do you stay motivated in that creative process? For me, I just, I never, I didn't have enough free time, to be honest, before the pandemic. Um, and I was, I was at home in my parents' house and I don't know, how did I stay motivated? I just, I get caught up in a creative wave and just, I, I just, I enjoy tinkering away. I enjoy my own time. Regarding motivation, like it's important for me to like, I write things on my wall that I wake up every day and read. Um, I've written a specific goals that I want to achieve. So that keeps me motivated. And then also I've built like a nice music community um, of other artists and professionals. And we're all kind of striving for specific goals together. And that definitely keeps me motivated. 
and my friends and family. Good, good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. talking about um, the kind of, like, community that you've built up, uh, would mm-hmm. we see any kind of, like, potential collaboration in the future? Yes, I do have a collaboration coming. I have two collaborations coming, actually, um, in the next six to eight months. So I'll definitely keep you posted. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> And, you know, again, it's it's all about being open um, to new mm-hmm. ideas, new, you know, movements, new everything. Um, mm-hmm. And it's all, like, really, really good um, to hear. Do you have any advice for kind of, like, new people just starting out um, on their journey um, in the industry? Yeah, for, for me, I would say just definitely learn the business. Learn the business side, learn about publishing, learn about contracts, understand distribution and marketing. Um, it's... It's a lot of work, but it's just so important to be able to understand how the machine works so that you can make the correct business decisions. That's definitely the ultimate advice. And then your craft is everything. So, and also be just be, be respectful and everyone you meet, make sure you leave a good impression on them because it's, it is amazing how many people I see sometimes that just don't um it just doesn't click for that just doesn't click for them they just give the bare minimum and um i just think it's important to leave a great impression on everyone you meet and be respectful and again it's getting what you give you know what i mean and it's all about that balance all about that give and take um Mm -hmm. and i think that is really really sound advice really really good advice because it's something a lot of people miss you know they just expect Mm -hmm. to jump in and kind Mm -hmm. of you know expect everything to just kind of like fall in the lap but it's much much more difficult than that and it's it's a very very hard industry especially with like representation and kind of like underrepresented groups you know it's a very tough industry Mm -hmm. to run great so far absolutely brilliant um and you know the future is looking so bright but Mm. what would you say your proudest moments been so far I mean, there may be a lot, maybe a big, maybe a little mm-hmm. one. Um, anything at all, what has been the proudest moment for you, Cormac? I think it was to, so far, my biggest one was to get, I got played on um, RTE, which is our national broadcaster, and also BBC. Um, so yeah, I think to get played on BBC was was a huge honour, and also to get, but very much to get played on RTE, which is my national broadcaster for Ireland. Um, that was a huge, huge moment um, of pride. And then also to get played by my local town, um, Dundalk FM. That was amazing because there's just nothing like getting recognised from home. Um, so that that was great. I think that that that's the biggest thing. So being able to connect with, you know, my my, my nationality and uh, the people. Yeah. And is it has it been surreal? I, I mean, you just saying that is it is it surreal for you to kind of like you know think about you know still having that really close connection locally um mm. with your, your village and, mm. and looking at the progress that you've made is it is it weird mm. to think about how far you've come in like such a small amount of time it's it, it is so it's very surreal everything's everything's surreal even doing this interview is surreal do you know what I mean because it's because every because you know you just get up every day and you're kind of living it and you're doing the baby steps so and you also forget that you're the artist. I always forget that I'm the artist, as weird as it sounds. <laughs> like, I feel very, I feel very detached, like, from, because I just feel very detached from it, you know, because you don't feel any different, obviously. And then at home, like, oh, like, the home will keep you humble, <laughs> in a good way, actually. I think it's good, like, no one treats, no one acts any different, you know, so it's, 
yeah it's uh yeah it's just you know i just love to make music and, and that's really it so that's that's all i think about um so it is but it is surreal it definitely is surreal when you're up performing and people are telling you they like your music you feel like you haven't written it as well it's really strange yeah. It is you know, it's really weird. I mean, it's weird it for me to sit here as well, like just asking, yeah. asking questions. And you know, but you are full of art, and I think mm. that's that that's the magic behind it, and that's why I mm. do. You know, I try and drag mm. this out of people and mm, you know, mm, try mm. and find out um behind you know what goes behind the music because I think mm. it is very easy to kind of like get lost behind mm. the music, behind the art, and you know you kind of lose the person you know mm. behind it, and it, it's mm. nice for our like fans in Stoke, mm. our listeners in Stoke and your fans mm. to be able mm. to get to know you a little bit better through this kind okay. of like side. Um mm. it's just really nice to have and it's really nice to you know get to know you a little bit better. Thank um, you. But um just wrapping up now, are there any like kind of like future dates in the future that we yeah. can be looking forward to that you can yeah. talk about? Yes. So I have a ton of gigs this month. So I've won in Belgium, so that's probably not relevant, but I've won on in London on the 28th um, in the Spice of Life Soho, and then another on the 2nd in the Gunners Pub in Arsenal. And yeah, those are two main dates. And then I've won on the 20th of June in the Gladstone Arms. I should have looked at my calendar now before I talked to you, but they're, they're, they're the top three gigs that are coming up in mostly London focusing at the moment but hopefully we'll get round to some prides and festivals during the summer brilliant and it's just mm. been absolutely lovely having you Cormac and and having the opportunity to get to talk to you um somebody who's so different and doing yeah, I love it. different things it's just lovely and I'm sure everyone in Stoke is going to love you um and mm-hmm. you know be really excited for the music that's coming out and it's just so nice getting the opportunity and the chance to talk to you I uh, know Ross it's been such a pleasure thanks so much for having me